Hey Toppers, did you know that you can support the podcast simply by shopping on Amazon? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I have a link on my website on the support the podcast page that if you click on it, you can shop on Amazon buying stuff you are already going to buy, and it doesn't cost you a penny more than you are already going to pay. The extra cool thing is, is that I often have extra offers there, like perhaps a 30-day free trial to Amazon Music or a free trial subscription to HBO. It's often changing what I have available on there, so you should check the support the podcast page often. The offers from Amazon won't cost you anything, but they'll always give a little something to the podcast. So, it's a free way for you to support the podcast and help me keep episodes coming out to you every Monday. So, again, check out the Support the Podcast page on turnofphrases.com and see if there's anything there that looks good to you. Because what's better than supporting a cool podcast for free by getting stuff you are already going to get? I can't think of much, except maybe the episode that's about to start. So with that, let's get on with it. Please listen carefully. Good day to you, toppers, and thank you for joining me once again to turn some phrases inside out. If this is your first time here, then welcome and thank you for stopping by. Today's topics are all about chips, but not the edible kind, unless you're a beaver, because we're going to be talking about wood chips mostly. First up, we're going to be looking into the idiom, a chip on your shoulder, and then we'll see why some people are a chip off the old block. After that, we'll finish off with today's metaphor, which will be the phrase, when the chips are down. Hang out with me for a little while to chip away at these phrases' origins, history, and more. So, to begin, what does it mean to have a chip on your shoulder? Well, there's a few meanings for this one, and it can be to be upset for something that happened to you in the past, to have a perceived grievance, or to simply have a sense of inferiority. These days, there's no actual chips on anyone's shoulders, but this idiom definitely has its origins in the use of actual wood chips. Back in old-timey times, particularly in 19th century era America, boys who felt in the mood to get into some fisticuffs would place a chip of wood on one of their shoulders and strut around, daring others to knock the piece of wood off, which would in effect issue a challenge to start a fight. Now, this is the most commonly accepted origin for this idiom. It's not, however, the only possible one. Another theory from about a century earlier, one that's actually backed up by written evidence, comes from Chatham Dockyard. Chatham Dockyard was a Royal Navy dockyard located on the River Medway in Kent. Anyway, these dockyard workers would take home extra wood from ships that were being built to use as free building material or firewood. But the caveat was that they could only take home what they could carry by hand. The British Royal Navy Board had standing orders in August of 1739 that read, quote, Shipwrights to be allowed to bring chips on their shoulders near to the dock gates, there to be inspected by officers, end quote. A few years later, in May of 1753, 
the rules were changed to read that, quote, only chips that could be carried under one arm were allowed to be removed, end quote. When the rule was changed, it apparently limited the amount of wood the men could carry, and they went on strike a few years later, for this reason and for others, so the dock workers must have been able to carry a lot more wood on their shoulders than under one arm. The chip carrying must have been a big part of the strike, because there is a letter sent by the dockyard officers to the Navy Board which had a reference to a comment made about the wood by a worker. It said, quote, Are not the chips mine? I will not lower them. End quote. The officer writing the letter then said, quote, Immediately the main body pushed on with their chips on their shoulders. End quote. Now, both of these possible origins fit to at least some extent with the ready-to-fight, belligerent, and perceived grievance meaning of the idiom, so they could both fit as being the possible origin. Since the dockyard workers' strike happened in the 18th century and the practice of putting wood chips on shoulders as a challenge became popular with young boys in the 19th century, it's quite possible that the former inspired the latter, even though the strike took place in a different country. News travels fast, and even across the ocean, people would have heard about the strike by the time the next century rolled around. I found no proof that the burly dock workers inspired the 19th century youth of America, so that is speculation on my part, but I don't think it's too big of a leap for me to take. When it comes to being in print for this idiom, the first known use in the English language comes thanks to American writer and historian James Kirk Paulding. In his Letters from the South from 1817, he wrote, quote, A man rode furiously by on horseback and swore he'd be damned if he could not lick any man who dared to crook his elbow at him. This, it seems, is equivalent to throwing the glove in days of yore or to the boyish custom of knocking a chip off the shoulder, End quote. In 1830, we find the following wording in the Onondaga Standard of Syracuse, a New York newspaper. Quote, he waylay me, said I, the mean sneaking fellow. I am only afraid that he will sue me for damages. Oh, if I only could get him to knock a chip off my shoulder and so get round the law, I would give him one of the soundest thrashings he ever had. End quote. In 1855, we see the actual idiom in the Portland, Oregon paper, The Weekly Oregonian, Quote, Leland, in his last issue, struts out with a chip on his shoulder and dares Bush to knock it off. End quote. Then in 1930, the British writer Somerset Maugham published Gentleman in the Parlor, in which he wrote, quote, He was a man with a chip on his shoulder. Everyone seemed in a conspiracy to slight or injure him. End quote. I think it's safe to say that a chip on your shoulder is a well-founded idiom with plenty of usage in printing around the time of its believed origin. Let's move on to our next idiom for today, a chip off the old block. So what's the meaning of this idiom? Well, a chip off the old block means that something, usually a person, is the same or extremely similar as the thing it came from. This saying is often used to remark about how much a child looks or acts like their parent or parents. The idea of this comes from a long time ago, around the 3rd century BC, and it's related to carpentry and masonry. It comes from the fact that when you cut a piece of wood or stone off of a larger piece, the smaller piece, the chip, will often resemble the bigger one, the block. Back then, Greek poet Theocritus wrote of a chip of the flint, 
and while I don't count that as our idiom being in print, it definitely is a related phrase and shows that the idea has been around for a long time. When it comes to actually showing up in print, we have to travel forward in time quite a good bit, to the early 1600s, when English theologian and causist Dr. Robert Sanderson used it in a sermon. He said, quote, Am I not a child of the same atom, a chip of the same block with him? End quote. A little later, around the mid-1600s, English poet John Milton, yeah, the guy who wrote Paradise Lost, he used the idiom in a book with a crazy long title. Toppers, wish me luck here. It was called An Apology Against a Pamphlet Called a Modest Confutation of the Aminid Diversions Upon the Remonstrant Against Semectimunis. Yep, I definitely got that right on the first try and did not have to cut out any mispronunciations. Also, I'm going to put the title of that book in the show notes, and if any of you think you can pronounce it better than me, then more power to you, <laughs> because there's, there's some words in there that I've never seen. Anyway, many people just refer to that book as the Apology for Semectimunis, or <laughs> however the heck you say that word, or an Apology for a Pamphlet, or sometimes even just the Apology, for obvious reasons. In this long-winded titled writing, John Milton wrote, Quote, how well dost thou now appear to be a chip of the old block? End quote. Now, both of those quotes do use of instead of off, and it seems to have stayed that way for a couple hundred years. It doesn't show up in print as a chip off the old block until the late 19th century. In 1870, an Ohio newspaper called the Athens Messenger used the following quote, The children see their parents' double dealings see their want of integrity, and learn them to cheat. The child is too often a chip off the old block. End quote. So, I feel safe in saying that this idiom is an old one, and while it's had some slight variations, it's always meant the exact same thing, and has stayed fairly popular throughout time. And with that being said, it's now time for today's metaphorical moment. It's just a metaphor, dude. It's a metaphor. Curious metaphor. A metaphor. Just a metaphor. Today's metaphor, when the chips are down, refers to a critical moment, or a time when whatever is happening is nerve-wracking, or that the situation you're in is leaving you feeling awkward and powerless. However, no matter the exact usage you're going for, the origin is the same. Casino chips. Whether it's like the critical time of placing a bet by putting your chips down on the table, or the bad situation of being nearly out of chips, it's clear to see how casino chips lend themselves to this metaphor. When it comes to being in print, we can look to the October 3rd, 1932 edition of the Toledo News Bee newspaper from Toledo, Ohio. In a report titled, New York Completely Outclassed Chicago, the author wrote, quote, the Yanks have pretty well flattened that theory. When the chips are down, a short series is just like any other series to them. End quote. Twenty days later, on October 23rd, a sports report in the Reading, Pennsylvania paper, The Reading Eagle, titled Navy Battles Tigers to Tie, stated, quote, That Navy didn't win was due entirely to the fighting, qualities of Princeton's big line, which simply refused to budge when the chips were on the table. End quote. So, although this metaphor got its start on a table with plastic chips, it has become popular to use in many other situations. 
and as seen by the print references I just mentioned, it has definitely been a favorite metaphor to use amongst sports writers, or at least it was in the 1930s. Well then, toppers, that's going to complete this week's metaphorical moment, so that's going to be the end of episode 8. Thank you for joining me today to turn some phrases. As I always do, I hope you had fun listening and learned something along the way. I still won't have a Twitter poll after the show today. I might bring them back soon, but don't forget to go to at Turn of Phrases on Twitter to connect to me and fellow language lovers. You can also send me topic suggestions through the website or via email, which is brisky at turnofphrases.com. My show notes has all my other social media contact information and sponsor information. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing or leaving a review. A 5-star rating and quick review are really the best thing you can do to help me out, and it doesn't take long to do at all. Also, it would help a ton if you could please tell someone who you think would enjoy the show to help spread the word. Thank you again for listening to Turn of Phrases podcast, researched, written, produced, and hosted by me, Brisky. Until next time, toppers, keep chipping away. Hey toppers, don't forget that if you hop on over to audibletrial.com forward slash turn of phrases, you can get a free audiobook download and 30 days free trial on Audible. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from that you can download to your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Not only will you get that free book and free month on Audible, but you'll be helping to support the podcast. And did I mention, it's free. So again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash turn of phrases for a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook download. Until next time, toppers. Bye-bye.